0: Thank you for tuning in to Weathering the Storm Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles.
1: Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I welcome you back to Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network, and we are in the middle of a, a series as we are examining the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5:22 and 23, and how we can apply the fruit of the Spirit to our lives in hopes of weathering the storm to the glory of God. Again, I'm very thankful for this opportunity to be on this network, the Scattered Abroad Network. And if you haven't already, please go and like us on Facebook, check us out on Instagram. And as always, we ask that you please pray for this effort as we are striving to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible. Today's episode marks Episode 7 of Season 2 as we continue this study of weathering the storm with. We began by noticing how we can weather the storm with focus. And in that first episode, we discussed our, our vision, our goal for this season. We then went right into our study of the fruit of the Spirit, beginning with love. We then moved on to joy, peace, patience, and kindness. And in today's episode, we want to examine how we can weather the storm with goodness. The word goodness is defined as the quality of moral excellence especially as a quality that is not stagnant, but actively working itself out. You know, when I first read that definition, I thought about that from a a spiritual standpoint. We as Christians are to be people who are good, people who practice goodness in our lives. And Galatians 6.10 comes to mind. Let us do good unto all men, especially those of the household of faith. And so again, when we think about goodness, it's not something that's stagnant. It's not something... Uh, That just lays dormant. It's something that's active. And because the the Spirit bears fruit in our lives through the Word of God, we as Christians are to be practicing goodness. By the time Waycaster, one of my instructors at the Memphis School of Preaching and an incredible writer, has uh, several commentaries on several books of the New Testament. And in his commentary on the book of Galatians, he has a great section on the fruit of the Spirit. And this is what he said regarding goodness. He say the original word in the Greek language expresses the idea of generosity toward others. It is a generosity that springs from a heart that is kind. And what I love about that is it kind of shows the progression of everything that we've looked at this season. It all begins with love. And out of a heart of love it comes joy. And with that great joy comes a great peace. And with that peace, it produces patience. That patience leads to kindness. And that kindness leads... To goodness. So again you see how all of these things contribute to the fruit of the Spirit. This word for goodness that's found in Galatians five twenty two in the Greek language is a very rare word. In fact it's only found four times the New Testament, and all four times it's used by the apostle Paul. Of course we have it here in this text, Galatians five twenty two, but then in Romans fifteen fourteen, Paul says, Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren. That you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Notice that language. He's talking to these Christians at Rome. He says, you are full of goodness. And that should describe and characterize every child of God today. Then we have Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. I love that righteousness and truth are right there together with goodness. And that's exactly what it all boils down to. The goodness, it stems from God and from his word. Then in Second Thessalonians 1 and verse 11, Paul writing the second epistle to these brethren in Thessalonica, he said, Therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? The good pleasure of his goodness. And so a reference to God and his goodness. The same word that we find here in Galatians 5.22. And so we as Christians must weather the storms of life with goodness in our hearts. Now when you first hear that, you might say, well, that sounds like a contradiction. How in the world am I to practice goodness? How am I supposed to be good in the middle of a storm? Well, see, that's the difference. Someone out in the world who's outside of Christ, someone who doesn't have God, very, very difficult to approach it this way. But for a Christian, one who's allowing the Spirit to bear fruit in his or her life, one who has love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness, it will naturally flow that goodness will come out as well, even in the midst of the storms of life. You know, when you think about this word goodness, it's used to describe God, isn't it? God is good. And that statement is a simple statement, but it's also very profound. It's a very deep statement. I remember as a child singing, God is so good. God is so good. He answers prayer. He cares for me. Yes, God is so good. And we never need to lose sight of that. We need to make sure that that we understand that no matter what happens in this world, no matter what happens in the storms that we face, God is going to be good. Always. We can't separate the word good from God. Exodus 34 in verse 6 says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and notice, abounding in goodness and truth. Did you notice there that goodness and truth are coupled together? We notice that in Ephesians 5-9 as well. He's abounding in goodness. Not that just that just that He's good. He's abounding in it. God is the very source of everything that is good. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, James 1.17. And so again, we think about goodness, this quality of moral excellence, is the quality that describes God. And we as God's children ought to be described that way as well. In Psalm 100, in verse 5, it says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures." yours to all generations. That's a great way to sum up God, isn't it? If we can say that with reverence. He's good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures forever. That, that's, that's, that's God. And the Bible, of course, is the mind of God in written form. And we can read about Him. He's revealing Himself to mankind. And something that we are enamored with over and over in Scripture is His goodness. He's good in His greatness, He's great in His goodness. And thanks be to God for His goodness. The goodness of God is seen in creation. The Lord God created this world, and He saw that it was good. Genesis 1.4 The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows His handiwork. Psalm 19.1 The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Psalm one. And when we behold creation, the beauty, the splendor of creation. We see the goodness of God. We also see His power. Romans 1.20 Not only is the goodness of God seen in creation... But the goodness of God is seen in His justice. Behold the goodness and severity of God. Romans eleven twenty two. It's good and it's right to see His standard of judgment, and we can we can trust in that that He's always going to do right and He's always going to do it with goodness. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. Romans chapter two and verse four says, "Do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God." leads you to repentance. Again, notice that language, the riches of His goodness. That goodness, the, the, the fact that God is so good, leads us to repentance. It makes us want to be better. It makes us want to be good. It makes us want to be like our Father. And then notice, women, that the goodness of God leads us into eternity. Think about Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. When you come to the close of that beautiful text, He says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy will be there because God will be there. And so as Christians, we must practice goodness even in the midst of storms. You know, as we think about goodness and this this word and, and really how it's used throughout Scripture, it's important for us to remember that without a divine standard, there could be no goodness. Listen to these verses. Ecclesiastes 7 to verse 20. For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. You see, just goodness alone, you hear people say that. Just be a good person and everything will be fine. Listen, without a divine standard, there would be no such thing as goodness. God is the one who defines goodness. God is the one who defines whether or not someone is good in the biblical sense. Jeremiah 10 in verse 23 says, It is not a man that walks to direct his own steps. Therefore, we must have a standard. What is it? It's the Word of God that directs us. Psalm 119, 105. Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Proverbs writer says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. Proverbs 14, 12 as well as 16, 25. And then Romans 3, 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So again, without a divine standard, there's no such thing as goodness. But because we have that divine standard, because there is that goodness in God, we as Christians can be good in the sense that we can practice goodness in our lives. The Spirit will bear that fruit in our lives as we are molded, as we are transformed through the Word. Notice the divine standard of goodness. We do have that standard. It is the Word of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly furnished or fully equipped unto every good work. And so the good works that are done, It's all because of the divine standard. It's all because of the Word of God. We wouldn't know what the difference between good and evil if it weren't for the Word of God. We can know what goodness is by looking at God. We can know what goodness is as it's revealed in His Word. And we can apply it to our lives and we can bear fruit, bear the fruit of goodness as we weather the storms. The good works that we do as Christians, even in the midst of the storm and especially in the midst of the storm, these good works come out of a heart that has been pricked, that has been changed, that has been transformed by the Spirit of God through His precious and perfect Word. And so, dear friends, and as we strive to bear the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, as we couple everything that we've studied this season together, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, let's allow those things to produce goodness in our lives. Let's be the difference in this world. You know, we live in a world of darkness. We live in a world of sin. We live in a world of wickedness, of evil. And there's a lack of goodness in our world. And you can look at that in any realm that you want to, but there's just a lack of it. We as Christians have an influence. We are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven matthew 5:13 through 16 we find in philippians 2:14 through 16 that we as christians are to shine as lights in the world in the midst of a perverse generation how do we do that we do so by applying goodness to our lives we do so by going through difficult times with goodness in our hearts looking for opportunities to help others again galatians 6:10 living to a standard, living in such a way that we're striving to be more like God, who is good. And the only way that we can be considered good in the eyes of God is if we allow His Word to transform us, if we allow His Spirit to transform us through the Word to practice goodness and to bear that fruit. And so as we bear the fruit of the Spirit in our lives as disciples of Jesus, we must apply goodness to our lives. Yes, even in the context of weathering the storm. You know, there's a simple phrase found about Jesus in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. It says that Jesus went about doing good. You know, there's a a lot that we can say about Jesus. A lot that the Bible says about him, but I find it interesting that throughout the New Testament, there are some small statements that just mean so much. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many, Mark 10:45. See, that's a small statement, but think of the impact of that. Jesus became poor that we might become rich, 2 Corinthians 8:9. Again, a small statement, but what an impact. The common people heard him gladly, Mark 12, 37. But I love the phrase that Jesus went about doing good. You think of all the miracles he performed, you think of all the teaching that he did, You think of the lives that he changed and the lives he still changes today. He went about doing good. He he applied goodness to everything that he did. Certainly, he faced a lot of storms. He had to weather those storms, but he did so with goodness in his heart. So we as Christians, following in the steps of the Savior, must apply goodness to our lives, to the glory of God. I thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this episode and I hope that this series on the fruit of the Spirit has been helpful for you as it has been for me. I hope that we can apply these things to our lives, and specifically as we've studied today. I hope that we can apply goodness to our lives and and out of a, a good and honest heart, bring glory to God, even in the midst of the storm. Thank you, and God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. May God bless you.